Hello, operator. Please give me the bridal suite. Oh, hello, my precious little wife. I'm down in the hotel lobby. No, I can't come up now. I know we just got married. I know this is our honeymoon. But that bridal suite hasn't got a radio, and I've got to hear the life of Riley. Teal, T-E-E-L, Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, in the life of Riley. In the bosom of his own family, Chester A. Riley is treated like a king. But like most kings, he can't lay down the law. Riley's latest headache started the other night when he came home with a complaint against his 13-year-old son, Junior. Hello, Dumplin'. Where's your son, Junior? Oh, so he's my son today. What's he done now? He's got to learn to be neat. He's got to stop mixing his junk with my junk. (laughs) Kind of him, I almost didn't get into work at the plant today. Why not? The new cop at the gate wants to see my identification pass. So I reach into my pocket for my picture and... Come up with a snapshot of Junior's girlfriend. Because <laughs> I am embarrassed. Oh, why? Cop took off my hat and started looking for curls. <laughs> and, and that ain't all. J- Junior's been fooling around with the field glasses I borrowed from my boss, Mr. Stevenson, to take to the prize fights last night. I put them right down Can't on you the... see the ring from a ringside seat without field glasses? Peg, the most interesting fights ain't in the ring. They're up in the gallery seats. <laughs> Those glasses are valuable. They got a special filter to see through cigar smoke. <laughs> and if that kid's lost them, my boss will murder me. I found the glasses where you left them, hanging in the shower. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Dumplin'. At least there's some excuse for Junior being careless. After all, a boy at 13 has other things in his head. That's no excuse. When I was 13, I had nothing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> no... No, uh, girl? <laughs> Not me. I didn't give him a thought until I was 14. Junior's <laughs> well, got girls on his mind, then I guess it's time our boy was told some things about some things. Yes, I think so, too. Well, after all, it's a parent's duty to tell their son the facts of life, ain't it? Yes, right. No matter how tough it is, it's got to be done. You're absolutely right. Okay, Peg, then right after supper... You go in and tell him. No, not me. A boy'd rather talk to his father. It's up to you. Uh, Peg, maybe we better not rush Junior into this. We'll wait just a little longer. How much longer? Well, say till he's 21. <laughs> That's when my father broke it to me. Yes, but Junior's a smart boy. Well, then I'll, I'll tell him now. Boy, what trouble a father goes through. A man should think twice before giving birth to children. (laughs) Hello, Pop. 
Mom said you wanted to see me about something important. Uh, yes, yes, Junior, you, uh... Son, I, um... Uh... Well, it looks like Detroit won the World Series, huh? <laughs> yeah, Papa, a week ago. Yeah, well... Well, like I was gonna say, uh, son... Uh, Junior, you... You're growing up now, and it's time I told you the facts of life. Oh, Pop, again with the birds and the bees? <laughs> You've told me ten times. No, 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 you're, you're too old for birds and bees. This time I'm, I'm using spiders. <laughs> no, wait, now, no, let me put it this way. Junior, there's two kinds of people in the world. Uh... Boy people and girl people. <laughs> and, uh, they're different. I'll say they're different. <laughs> well, now we proved that. Huh? <laughs> the next thing we got to figure out is why a boy your age starts getting interested in girls of the opposite sex. Oh, I know why, Pop. Because... Never mind. <laughs> Don't get embarrassed, Pop. Instead of being afraid to face facts, let's approach them scientifically. Well, maybe we better wait until I'm older. I mean, uh, th that's enough for now, Junior. No, Pop, we might as well settle this. Like they told us in school, if the natural gregarious instinct of the adolescent are unduly suppressed, it can lead to frustrations which develop an inferiority complex. Junior, we gotta keep this from your mother. <laughs> Now, you take me and Marilyn Morris. If I'm going to keep Marilyn interested, I got to start acting older. Well, now, wait a minute, Junior. You ain't going to grow a mustache. <laughs> How can I? I don't even shave yet. But Marilyn, well, she likes the more sophisticated type. And she says I'm old enough to have my own key to our front door. <laughs> a key? Oh, no, 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 no. Nothing to it. No, oh, Pop, Barton Honker's got his own key. And Egbert Gillis... Oh, the fellas. I don't care what them jitterbums have got. I ain't letting you stay out all night every night. I wouldn't, honest. Oh, come on. No, no, no. You'd only lose it. You're always losing stuff. You... No, I'm not. I gotta have a key. Junior, little respect. Remember, I'm old enough to be your father. <laughs> no, my head is made up. No key. Waldo Benny. Oh, hello, Waldo. How are you? Oh, my aching back. Well, what's aching at this time, Waldo? That wife of mine. She found out that I spent my allowance on a pack of cigarettes. Well, Waldo, I didn't know you smoked. These were chocolate cigarettes. I bet your wife was fit to be tied. Yeah. If I could only get someone to tire. Listen, Waldo, I got worse troubles. My boy Junior's sore at me because I won't let him have his own key. And... Well, Mr. Riley, I know how he feels. The day we got home from our honeymoon, Mrs. Benny took my key. And I've never had one since. So what? You never get in late anyhow, Waldo. Well, I don't need a key to get in. I need it to get out. <laughs> Well, Waldo, don't forget your last birthday I gave you a key to our house. You're 
welcome to drop in any time when we're out. Mm -hmm. You know, Mr. Riley, I treasure this key you gave me. Your house is more like home to me anyhow. But I feel selfish uh, having it when poor Junior... Now, 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 look, Waldo. Uh, you bring up your wife and I'll bring up my son, eh? Yeah. Yes, Mr. Riley. But if you ever want to trade, I'm ready. <laughs> that? Pop, I thought you'd be in bed. Oh, 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 it's you, Junior. It's... Well, well, this is a fine time to be getting home. I could have been getting some sleep instead of sitting up worrying about you. Pop, you were asleep when I came in. You were snoring. I was not asleep and I was not snoring. I just had my eyes closed to keep out the light and my mouth open to let in the air and I happened to be humming the flight of the bumblebee through my nose. <laughs> Well, I, I'm sorry I kept you up, Pop. Good night. Good night, Junior. I, hey, wait a minute. How did you open that door? Well, what, what's that in your hand there? Well, I, I, I guess it's a, a key. Junior, where did you get that key? I don't want to <laughs> tell, Pop. Okay, I don't expect you to squeal. Just give me a hint, the name of the person. <laughs> well, I, I borrowed Waldo Binney's key. Waldo. And he was supposed to be my bosom friend. He's a false bosom friend. <laughs> Don't blame Waldo. I, I had his key copied. Copied? Now it's counterfeiting. Give me that key. Pop, it's mine. I paid to have it made. What on earth is all the noise? Peg, look at your son. He just came sneaking in this house with a key. Well, how do you want him to get in? Under the door? But this is his own key. Well, why shouldn't he have a key? But Peggy had this key counterfeited. That's the way it starts. Next, he'll be counterfeiting dollar bills. Then it'll be $20 bills to save paper. <laughs> well, Junior, if your father's going to make all this fuss, you better give up the key. Okay, here, Pop. No, no, no. On second thought, I don't want that key. Please, Pop, I'll feel better. No, not me. Oh, for heaven's sake, Riley, take the key and let's all get some sleep. No, you don't trap me that way. Peg, you say Junior ought to have a key. Okay, now he's got a key, so let him be responsible. Oh, Pop. No, never mind. I'm washing my hands. If anything terrible happens with that key, don't blame me. We'll probably all be murdered in bed. And if I'm found dead, Junior, I'll never forgive you as long as I live. <laughs> Steel has just brought you the first act of The Life of Riley, and we'll be back with Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter suggesting that you remember this and remember it well. What you put on your toothbrush can damage your teeth. Daily brushing with a toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives can and does grind cavities into teeth, ugly cavities at the gum line, cavities easily avoided by the use of teal. Here are the facts based on a nationwide survey by dentists. Out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. When gums recede, softer and less protected parts of the teeth are exposed. Those parts are 25 times softer than tooth enamel. 
and are easily damaged by the regular use of a toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. Therefore, the chances are 8 in 10 you are risking those ground-in cavities daily unless the dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. Well, that's one claim no leading dentifrice but teal can make. Teal contains no abrasives, cleans teeth with a patented ingredient. Therefore, teal protects teeth from ground-in gum-line cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. So enjoy teal's wonderful flavor. Enjoy its foamy action. The teal way takes only one extra minute a week, makes teeth look their loveliest safely. Ask for T-E-E-L, Teal, and follow directions on the package. Teal, the modern liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. And now, back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. When 13-year-old Junior Riley asked his father for a key to the front door, Riley refused on the grounds that Junior was too careless and might lose it. When Junior had a duplicate key made, Riley raved, predicting terrible consequences. Well, it's now several nights later, and the household is fast asleep. Riley. Riley, wake up. Uh, uh, what's the matter? Riley, listen. There's someone in the house. No, no, go, go to sleep. How can I sleep with a man in the house? <laughs> Listen, I've been around the house for 17 years, and you sleep fine. <laughs> Go to sleep, Peg. It's your imagination. Oh, he's in the dining room. There. Did you hear that? Oh, listen, Riley. I, I can't hear a thing. Riley, get up and catch that burglar. But I hardly know the guy. Well, okay, just to satisfy you, I'll... I'll look. My, it's dark. Don't be scared, Peg. Just follow me. Where are you? Right behind you. <laughs> Quiet now. Oh, oh, my foot. Oh. oh, there he goes. Your two ladies gone. Are you sure? Yes. <laughs> Come back, you coward, and fight like a man. I'll put on the light. Boy, if I'd have got my hands on that guy, I... Riley, come out from under the piano. Well, I thought he might be hiding under here. Oh, look at the front door, wide open. I know I locked it tonight. Front door, front... Peg, whoever opened that door had a key. And where would he get a key? From Junior. I knew this would happen. Oh, nonsense. Junior wouldn't give a strange burglar his key. Besides, five people have keys to this house. Huh? Okay. Get the kids up, and I'll get Waldo Binney over here. I'm going at this thing scientific, like a detective. In five minutes, I want everybody with a key to this house in the kitchen. I'm going to grill them. <laughs> Okay, now I'll solve the case of the burglar's key. Oh, but, Daddy, if there's nothing missing... Please, what... Babs, it's the principle of this thing I'm after. Well, uh, let's go ahead, Mr. Riley. I'm getting cold standing here like this in my nightgown. 
Sorry, Waldo, you should wear pajamas. Oh, heavens no, they're so effeminate. The burglar got in here with a regular key, so now I'm going to call everybody's name, and when I do, I want every person to lay his key to this house on the table here. First, Peg. Oh, such foolishness. All right, here's mine. Uh. I'm going to look again and see if anything's gone. Okay. Babs, put down your key. Here it is, Daddy. Mm-hmm. Waldo? Here it is. Okay, and here's my key. Everybody see it? I'm keeping it in my pocket. I ain't under suspicion. Huh. <laughs> okay, now we come to Junior. Oh, Pop. Junior, where's your key? Oh, well, I... Yeah, just I, lay down your key, please. I can't seem to find it. Aha! Uh-huh. I knew I'd crack this case. Oh, Riley. Riley, I, I hate to tell you, but there is something missing. Well, I knew it. And there's the boy that loses his key for burglars to find. But, Pop, I didn't lose it. I just left it someplace in the house. Oh, you did, huh? Well, then how did the burglar get in to get it to get in with? Now, uh, stop making up stories, Junior. And you're going to make good what was stolen. What was it, Peg? Now, now, don't get upset, Riley. Mr. Stevenson's field glasses. What? The, the boss's field glasses? Oh, I'm as good as fired. Those glasses cost him a fortune. He, he thinks the world of them. He can't do without them. Why, he'd, he'd give both his eyes to get those glasses back. And it's all your fault, Junior. Gee, Pop. Uh, oh, mercy, who can that be at this hour? Maybe it's the burglar. He must have forgotten something. <laughs> Peek out the window, Babs. What? Why, it's your friend, Mr. Odell, the undertaker. Oh, dear, Riley, go on out and get rid of him. If he comes in now, he'll keep us up all night. Okay, I'll go. That's all I need now, an undertaker. <laughs> Hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine, very natural. Considering you just had a robbery. Digger, how did you hear so quick? Oh, you know me. I have lots of contacts underground. <laughs> I just saw Sergeant Ralston outside the police station. Oh, yeah, my wife phoned him. The, the burglar got in with Junior's key. Ah, keys. I never use them. Down at my place of business, people just come and go. <laughs> Personally, I don't believe in keys. Ever since I was a small lad and lost my daddy's key. You did? Ah, yes. I lost it while I was at work. I had to dig six feet to get it back. <laughs> my boy won't even admit he lost it. I don't like him lying to me. I, I don't know what to do, Digger. It, it looks like I'm at a dead end. In that case, I'm sure I can help. <laughs> the important thing with boys is discipline. I remember when I was a lad, I once did something terrible. On St. Patrick's Day, I painted our uh, business vehicle green. Oh, Digger, you didn't. Yes, I was just as much fun then as I am now. <laughs> but my father taught me a lesson. Oh, did he lay me out. Well, that's what I gotta do, Digger. I gotta punish Junior for his own good, but... But I can't lick him. You don't have to. Just forbid him to go out nights. Oh, say, that's an idea. That'll teach him a lesson. Gee, Digger, you're smart. You always know what's right. Yes, there's one thing about me. I always have my feet firmly planted in the ground. <laughs> Cheerio, Riley, you big stiff. <laughs> Thank you. 
stop nagging me, Babs. I, I don't care if Junior has got a date for a hayride. He's staying in his room every night for a month. He ain't leaving this house, except to get me cigars. Oh, Riley, honestly, making that poor boy a prisoner. All for losing a key. Well, it ain't only the key, Babs. It's because he won't tell the truth. Now, how do you know it isn't the truth? I... Persecuting poor Junior on a hunch. A hunch, huh? I'll show you. Now I'll make him confess. Junior! Junior! The, the holy smoke! He doesn't answer. Oh, what's he done? I'll tell you what he's done. Look at that open window. He's gone. Yeah, gone on that hayride when I said no. First it was forging keys. Now it's jailbreaking. <laughs> and him only 13 years old. Mark my words, Peg. That boy's gonna grow up to be a juvenile delinquent. I tell you, Waldo, this thing's got me sick. Oh, what a headache I got. Shall I get you an aspirin? Yeah, put it on a piece of bread. I'm hungry, too. <laughs> and on top of everything else, Waldo, now Junior runs away. Well, he didn't run far, Mr. Riley. Here he comes now with Marilyn Morris. Quick, Waldo, they mustn't see us. Let's hide in the closet. Yeah. Mr. Riley, you're not going to eavesdrop on them. No, I just want to hear what they say. Oh. <laughs> Maybe he'll confess to Marilyn. That'll prove to Peg I was right. Get in the closet. All right, but I won't listen. You think we can hear him from here? <laughs> yeah, we'll leave the door open a crack. Boy, it's stuffy in here. What's that? That's Junior's bike. It's in here. Oh, and roller skates. Quiet now. Shh, shh. Here they come. Now, you listen to me, Junior Riley. You tell that father of yours that I demand that you take me on the hayride. Gosh, Merlin, I can't tell my father that. And why not? Don't tell me you're afraid of the old sourpuss. <laughs> sourpuss? My father isn't a sourpuss. Atta boy, he's sticking up for me. At least not all the time. <laughs> Junior Riley, are you going to let your father come between you and your fiancé? <laughs> fiancé? He's engaged already. <laughs> and I ain't even paid for my wife's wedding ring. Uh, Mr. Riley, uh, uh, I can't breathe in here. Have you any air in your pocket? <laughs> quiet, Waldo, quiet. And stop pushing. Uh, uh, uh. Pop, what are you doing in that closet? Riding your bike? I mean, I mean uh, forget it, Junior. For, uh, they were eavesdropping. Uh, Mr. Binney, I can understand Mr. Riley hiding in that closet, but you ought to have more sense. Oh, well, uh, excuse me. I, I just remembered I have an appointment in another closet. <laughs> well, wait a minute, Waldo. I'll, I'll go with you. Wait. Just a minute, Mr. Riley. Uh, well, go on, Junior. Speak up. Now, now, just a minute, Marilyn. Lay off the boy. Don't, don't start henpecking him until you're a full-grown hen. <laughs> you want to pick on someone? Pick on someone who's your mental equal. Pick on me. Mr. Riley, what would you think of Junior if he spied on you? Well, oh, I, Riley, I... Well, oh, well, hello, Marilyn. Riley, what's wrong? Your face is so red. My socks are too tight. <laughs> Mrs. Riley, your husband needs some discipline. 
Why? What's he done now? Now, listen, I ain't on trial here. After all, the only key missing is Junior's. Babs and her mother have got theirs. Waldo's got his, and then here's mine, see? Just a minute, Mr. Riley. Let me see that key you've got. Well, I'm showing it, ain't I? Hmm. Just as I thought. This isn't your key, Mr. Riley. What? It isn't? Well, how can you tell, Marilyn? See the initial stamped on the top of the key? C.R. Junior. Oh, Riley, you've got Junior's key. Now, wait a minute. Bob, if this is my key, then it must have been your key that the burglar found. It's impossible. (laughs) Come right in, officer. Daddy, here's a policeman. They caught the burglar. Here you go, Mr. Riley. Here's your field glasses back. Oh, Riley, isn't that wonderful? Oh, gee, thanks, officer. Yeah, the burglar got in with this key. But next time you lose a key, don't beg for burglars to rob you. Beg? Yes, miss. Look what your father's got engraved on his key. Chester Riley, Sr., 1313 Blueview Terrace, front door. (laughs) Well, good night. Well, Riley? Well, Daddy? Well, Pop? What a revolting development this is. (laughs) Mr. Riley, you owe my junior an apology. Your junior? Listen, Marilyn, he may have your sorority pin, but he's got my nose. <laughs> but, Pop, how did you get my I key? I couldn't have got your... Now, don't you see, Riley? You lost your key on the street and later picked up Junior's key by mistake in the house. No, no, no. That... I remember now. I put my key in my wallet and you... What would I be doing with your wallet? I got a wallet of my own. Here, look. See? But that's my wallet. <laughs> your, your wallet? Oh, that explains it. I wondered where I got two bucks. <laughs> Junior, I'm, I'm sorry. I apologize. That's I... okay, Pop. I'm sorry I acted so stubborn. Well, yes, son. You are kind of stubborn. You really got a streak of mule in you. And I ought to know I'm your father. <laughs> Rejoin the Rileys in half a minute. No wonder so many people are switching to teal, the modern liquid dentifrice. Teal with its tangy flavor, its foamy cleansing action. Teal on your toothbrush is safer, safer by far, than daily brushings with a toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. For listen, out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. And that means parts of the teeth are exposed, which are 25 times softer than tooth enamel. And brushing those softer parts daily with any dentifrice containing harsh abrasives grinds in ugly cavities. But teal cleans teeth without abrasives. Teal cleans teeth gently, safely, with a patented ingredient. Therefore, teal protects teeth from such cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. The teal way takes one extra minute a week, makes teeth look their sparkling best safely. So why don't you, too, switch to T-E-E-L, teal, and follow directions on the package. Teal protects teeth beautifully. Gee, Pop, the hayride was fun. Oh, that's fine, son. Oh, uh, look, son, promise me one thing. Never become president of the United States, please. But, Pop... You always wanted me to be president. Well, it ain't that I mind your being president, but heaven help this country if that Marilyn ever becomes first lady. 
Procter & Gamble, makers of teal, the amazing liquid Denifrice, invite you to be their guest next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell, the merry undertaker, is John Brown. Junior is Scotty Beckett. Babs is Sharon Douglas. And Waldo Binney is Dink Trout. So until next week at the same time, this is Ken Carpenter saying goodnight for Teal. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Good night. Here's a gal with a message, and only 30 seconds to get it across. Okay, let's go. I just want to say, these days, nice clothes are still scarce. If you're lucky to find blouses and slips and sweaters in your size and style, they've got to last. Well, if you'll give those nice things Ivory Flakes care, they'll stay lovely. Actually last up to twice as long. Only ten seconds left. That's all I need. Friends, the thing to remember is with Ivory Flakes care, you'll get up to twice the wear. Hey, you still got two seconds. Then I'll say it again. With Ivory Flakes care, you'll get up to twice the wear. This is the National Broadcasting Company.